New year, new crew, same old Chucky e. B. The award-winning, war-famous podcast that nobody knows about and hasn't won a damn thing. It's a podcast about everything. Welcome you back. Give me those fucking snaps. <laughs> I got a good cast today. Can't you tell I'm in a good mood? I never start off like this, right? It's, it's never like this. I thought this song was appropriate just because of the conversations and lines that we're going to cross today. I got some good people on today. I got Krizzy B on, Dom, really close people of mine. They're really intelligent people. Going to give you their points of views. I'm excited today. So I just wanted to give you guys a, a, a fair warning. This is the, the jump back. We're getting back into this. It's been a couple months. I'm gonna make sure I don't leave you again. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you. What other dope cast step to step to? What the other fuck? You know, whatever. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to let you guys know that it's new locations. I had to get used to work around a couple things. There's you know roadblocks and, and and steps and noises and sounds and. Um, levels and so you're gonna hear some things that you probably wouldn't hear of course you're still gonna hear those airplanes sorry guys we're in Los Angeles you got to get over it um, but anyway beyond that if you hear a lot of the the bumps these are new recorders so you know they may be banging getting a little passionate um, some levels might be lower than others I did the best that I could but anyway I don't want to give too much away it's a great podcast again just listen it's about the culture it's about the people it's about you know, us as individuals, just laying out some things that we think people should be hearing, people should be talking about. Hopefully, we start a conversation up in your home, in your car, in your mind, wherever the fuck I reach you is all I'm trying to do. So, enjoy the show again. It's me, Chucky B, a podcast about everything. Oh, cause Noel, she has a bike bike. It's, I just think she outgrew it. I think she's outgrown it. Baby bike. Baby bike. Baby bike. But that shit's good condition. It's like wood and metal. Oh, the swing? The little swing. The pink one. Yeah. All right, well, we're rolling. We're live. Welcome to a podcast about everything. Again, it's New Year. 2020, right? Yeah, 2020. Podcast about everything. Fucking whoop. Fucking whoop. I see. Here, 2020 vision. One more time. Oh, God. What? Oh, 2020. Yeah, Barbara Walters. For sure. All right. It's me again. We're here with a couple of good people. We got Damo Peters here and Chrissy B. That's good enough. I'm not going to use your alias or anything like that. You can correct me after the fact if you want to. It's nice to be here with you guys. How are you guys doing today? Feel good. It's nice being here with you too. It's good. We solid. We solid good. over here. Yeah, we good. <laughs> 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 okay. I'm going to make sure you guys' levels are okay. You guys go ahead and talk to me for a second. Yeah, you just checking these levels. Check one, check two. Mic check one two one two. Do they still do that? I don't know. I just speaking of that. I know Joel's got some projects coming out while he's locked up. Y'all mics pretty good. His girl putting them out for him. So I think who? Oh, Joel's. He got oh. some projects coming out. Oh. Supposedly. So I think that's kind of dope. His girl holding him down. She should. Yeah, it's Anyway, you guys are here for a great episode. Um, hopefully, this shit turns out good. We got some Jack going around. It's a gentleman's Jack. We got a little bit of cream soda so going. I can hear the ice. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is nice. This, this is, is nice. Little, it's, it's a nice little way. So smooth. 
Hopefully, halfway through this podcast, we don't start slurring people, and y'all get a good podcast. But today is a special day because I, it is someone's birthday, right? Someone's birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it's not mine. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. And then that's when you cue this applause. Exactly. You know? Don't worry. I'll add all that stuff in right now. I don't have the cues on here, so Word. we're just going to thug it out. There Word. we go. Yes, yeah, Oh, some of the snaps, yes, yes. Finish, finish, finish. I like that. <laughs> so I won't put your age out here unless you want to, but happy birthday. Anyway. 21. There it is, 31. So what is it like? Woo. You're like I'm 21. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> 21. <laughs> but you're not. You're only as young <laughs> as you feel. Yeah, I mean, you can say I'm not, but what? I don't feel I don't feel 31 at all. Like, I know people that's, like, younger than me that feel, like, act like they in their 40s and 50s. Yeah, I'm probably one of those people, for sure. I'm probably... Yeah, sometimes. I was yeah, sometimes. I'll say you sometimes because <laughs> you complain like you like you see now at times. Come on, come on. But, she just said this. She yeah, said he just said he feel like he's twenty one. So you got to think about it. You turn thirty one. You had an opportunity. It's twenty twenty. So you look back on the decade. Mm-hmm. You look back on that. Yeah. Till you was twenty one. Yeah, but also like you look at it like a lot of people were like they don't look their age either. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, it's people. No, nah, sometimes they no nah, black don't crack. You're right. But some some people would be looking bad, like bad. You feel me? Like that's true. You're living hard lives. Like it's people that's younger younger than like me. It's like probably like nineteen, twenty, twenty one. That looks Looks bad. Yeah, it's a different generation though. They dabbling a whole lot of different things than we were. That's true. true. Coming up, you know, it's a lot more. The temptation to do a whole lot more. These kids is living hard life, popping the perks and before uh, was the second period. Well, it was. was, (laughs) They said it, like you know. Our generation was the drug dealers, and our yeah. generation is the drug users. Drug users, yeah. for sure. Well, since you're Trey One now, and, uh, and we're all in here in our 30s, <laughs> what, what, how are you living out here? How are we living? Y'all want to answer that? How are y'all feeling in your 30s? What's the differences between your 20s, living here in your 30s? Um, I think knowledge. You know, you go through, you know, your, your figuring out phase in mm-hmm. your 20s, I feel. And I think that a lot of people would, you know, used to look at it like that's what college is for. Everybody knows college isn't for everybody. But I think going through your 20s, like you're figuring out process. You know what I'm saying? Like you figure out what you want to do towards like, I'll say the end of your 20s and then you start capitalizing on it. For me, that's my personal experience. I can't speak for everybody else. But some of the people that I've dealt with closely in my inner circles, um, that's pretty much the same stuff. How like they like... Started off doing one thing, and then they got to the next, and to the next, and to the next, and then they figure out like this is it, this is my destiny, this is right. what I'm on earth for, and then they just put all, they go all in, all the chips is in. So, do you think there's a difference between figuring out what you want to do in college versus not being in college? Uh, I think it depends. I think it depends on, for one, what you're studying, for two, if you're smart enough to try to work in your field of study while you're studying. Mm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of, there's a lot of people out there that have degrees that spent, you know, time in college that have degrees and they're not doing absolutely nothing with that degree that they went to school for. Right. They're doing other shit. You know what I'm saying? I think that's fucked up. But that's how, you know, America is unless you got like connections like that. But we know. Yeah, but you know, like you go to school for one thing and you try to, you know, get your career popping in your degree of study and oh you don't have experience like well yeah fuck i'm supposed to get experience right if i got my degree i got the qualifications but i don't have experiences i feel that's bullshit you know what i'm saying what happened to on the job training right 
I don't know. I may feel a little different. Are on the same lines. I don't know. I, some days I wake up and I'm like, damn, dude, you have an opportunity to go to college and figure that shit out inside of a structured program. <coughs> and then you look at everybody who's got degrees and you see that they're still trying to get by the same way as you, still trying to figure shit out. They just got a lot more debt attached to it. And I'm yeah. like, damn, you dodged a bullet there. Yeah. I don't know. I, I lean from side to side, depending on how I wake up. But that's just, I guess, the fucking bipolar in myself. But I don't know. No, I agree with you. I mean, like, to this day, like, I, I got a degree. But, like, to this day, like, I, I miss being in school, like, probably for the wrong reasons, obviously. Like, you know, I miss, like, getting dressed up and shit. That's all it is? <laughs> all it is? What, just getting dressed up? Fresh fits, no. but the parties, who who's in my class? Well, I think there's a lot of socialist, yeah. you know, socializing that yeah, goes on in college that you just miss out on if you didn't go, and you got to figure that out. But when we out here in the real world and didn't figure that out, we're like at parties and still mm-hmm. not really focusing on our our futures and shit like that. So yeah, yeah. but um, again, like you said, you know, wake up today, thirty some years old, and here I am working a job, and here is this guy next to me got a whole ass degree working the same job as me. Yeah. Here I did not go to college, don't have the debt he has. Now that's some shit. And, yeah. You know, and that's that's what we live in. Yeah, that's yeah. what we live in. Yeah. Don't come to me uh, talking any kind of crazy just because you have a master's, Facts. but we make the same amount of money Facts. and you have way more debt than I do. Yes, Facts. like you know what I mean. Sure, indeed. <clears throat> Most so definitely. I'm very against school these days. I mean, it's it's just you know, yeah. with, with the with the. What is it called? YouTube Academy, they call yeah. it. You know, it's, it's, it, why? Yeah. Why? Exactly. Why? Why do you need to go to school, school? And I don't mean like trade school. Because mm-hmm. at this route, if you know what you want to do, mm-hmm. trade is perfect. Yeah, right. But like you said, you know, college is for when you're figuring it out and all that. But shit, you really need college in your 30s. Yeah. You're still figuring it out, but at least you're figuring it out with a lot more maturity. Tell you in my 30s. The one thing I knew I now that I didn't know before is I did not have a love for money. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and, and there's a difference in saying I didn't have a love for money, meaning I enjoyed spending money. That is not a love of money. I did not love, you know, storing that shit, investing that shit, yeah. building it. I read this and CD that yeah. and, you know, yeah. that's that's what you know in your 30s. So then that's when you're able to put yourself in a financial debt and go to college and then utilize that shit in your 40s and 50s. And cause, you know. Especially, you know, when you start having, like, kids, you know, you, you want to think about the legacy that you want to leave behind. You feel me? So it's more than just, like, oh, just making money. Now you got to, now you feel obligated to... Get your financial health in order to, you know, support your family. Right. You know what I'm saying? So make sure, like, they're good after you're, you're, you know, dead and gone or whatever the case may be. You know, make sure that they're set up right. So, like, they don't have to, like, work as hard as you do unless they choose. That's what they want to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? It brings me back to a point that I had on, on the last podcast that I did with uh, Herb. And I was talking to him about how I felt about being an adult. And I don't think that the legal limit of adults should be so young. If people say 21 is, you know, it's, I don't think so. Like, at 25, I still know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And, and, but that's legal adult. Right. But that's legal adult. Still, not, not even, you, you hear somebody 27 call somebody 22 a baby. Yeah. And we gonna look at that 27-year-old like, oh, you so cute. But that's what I'm saying. And I then don't the 40-year-old gonna look at us like, oh, y'all so cute. I don't think <laughs> legally you should be an adult at 21. What's, I don't the, think, what's the adult age? 
I think it's twenty one, right? No, I mean if you could, if you had the power, like shit, probably forty. Okay, you should have learned a lot of lessons by that time. Like you said, you really don't get an appreciation for money, what to do with money, right. you know, the things that you actually matter in life until you start to go into your thirties. So twenties right. if you're really going to college, you're still in school, some people are still in school. It's like you're making these children adults and they still are fucking up, like left and right. There's no more slaps on the wrist and, you know, that shit doesn't go away. Yeah, and, and it's not, I mean, just like us regular degglers, you feel me? It's, you know, athletes too. Like, you look at, like, LeBron, you feel me? Like, yeah. of course, I'm pretty sure in his 20s he was, like, you know, investing right. and putting money away. But, like, you don't really see all what he's doing until he started hitting his, like, mid Exactly. Look at KD. He's, like, he's 30 now. Like, me and KD are on the same age. Right. And you see what he's doing. Like, he has... Multiple stuff right. growing. That's probably, I think, the main reason why he even went to go to state was and, Simi Valley. That, that's a gold mine. You feel me? Yeah. So, and through these times, not to cut you off, but through these times, while they, they you know, they go into this league, I think Brown's like, what, 18? Yeah. From 18 until the point where we said, okay, this guy gets it because he made that crazy-ass decision of put publicizing the, the decision of mm-hmm. going to Miami. Mm-hmm. They had someone groom this man. Yeah. Someone's, a whole team is around him. Absolutely. I think we all deserve that. We do. <laughs> we need someone we in do. the 20s to just be there like, no, no, no. You can't do that, but... You know, as soon as you get 21, you're just, oh, fuck this, I'm an adult. Then you wind up leaving home, making mistakes, mm-hmm. and doing shit that you probably shouldn't be doing because you think you're grown. I think yeah. they should change that. Of course they won't because they want to make money off of Facts. it. But it is what it is. Yeah, I just think yeah. that's an interesting That's all it's topic. about. It's nah, you're yeah. right. That's all it's about. Yeah, you're right. And that goes back to, like, not knowing what you want to do in your 20s, like, fucking up in your 20s because... A lot of times in your twenties, you have a bunch of yes men around you. Yes, you feel me. Sure so did. you don't have people that see the 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 end goal. They just trying to sprint and they don't understand that it is a marathon. Right. So you just have people that's like, oh yeah, 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 but they really like don't have your best interest at heart. It's true. Indeed. What? So now that we are in the stage of the thirties and we're starting to figure out exactly what we want to do, what is exactly that you guys are trying to get accomplished inside of your thirties? Um. Owning property, owning, 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 just being, just owning shit, like ownership, like businesses, mm-hmm. uh, investing, uh, buying property, mm-hmm. um, you know, putting shit away, like shit that's gonna like generate value over time without me even having like to touch it like that. You get what I'm saying? Right. Like, entrepreneurship. Exactly, entrepreneurship. Okay. And do you think it's easier now to be an entrepreneur than it was, say, when oh, you were in your twenties? Okay. Social media. Social media is cracked away, right? <laughs> yeah. You know what I could have did with social media in high school? I know, man. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Do you know that's? But at the same time, I don't know if I was ready for that. Like, I, it's cool now. I know how to engage. I mean, with we it. were. We had MySpace. This is the dawn. No, I think. I think. I think. Yeah, we're ready. I think like. Right. I think like ready. Like an aim. You wasn't like mentally responsible enough to deal with all that money. At, you know, for some of us, for some of us in certain areas, a lot of us grew up poor. You know, yeah. not like oh, piss poor, but a lot of us grew up like parents have a paycheck, paycheck. Moms got to work. You know, yeah. two jobs. You know, you can't get every shoe that come out. You can't get the newest like at the time the newest Rocket Red Sean John. So you have to wait for it. So I think you know when you finally get on, you start finally start popping out at such a young age. You like okay, so and don't know and don't know how you're gonna recoup from that. Here's what I mean. Not me being. Social media, me being 20 now. Mm-hmm. I'm saying social media popping off at 99. That's what I mean. I couldn't do that. 
Oh, I, oh okay, okay. All day. You could have. I think I would have had a better control of my career instead of waiting on my mother because my mother was way too busy. You had situations where, you know, it would help because your parents, you know, were so focused on bringing the money home and they didn't have enough of it that you couldn't venture off and do what you wanted to do. I couldn't just, you know, I had to strategize getting a job for myself because what time I got to come get you? What the schedule looking like? Because, you know... Okay. I you know I'm so just, yeah, social that, so. media social media ninety nine would have been wonderful. I'm just gonna be honest with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> My mentally, I still would have been thinking about where the bitches is at. Excuse me. You would have known exactly. And that's that's the, trouble. Exactly. That's what I no, mean. Like that, we I wouldn't have been. That's a different that. type of trouble. Look, look, do you see what these kids are getting themselves in these days with this stuff? Like if they're okay, the the business aspect is there, but there are a whole lot of for every yin there's a yang. There's a whole lot of dangers out there on the internet. That means I get to access high schools and people that I couldn't access. And now I'm talking to girls that are on this side of town that I should have no business talking to. I shouldn't be talking to a chick from Watts or from New Mexico. And now I want to meet up with her. Do do you know how much trouble I would have been? I was doing that already. See? Well, there you go. We are involved in in school activities. On a minute scale. Then, of course, you're going to bounce around from school to school. And you're meeting people that go to different schools. And y'all exchanging numbers. And y'all are going to different parties. You do that. But then he's talking about, like, what the intent, like, yo. That's your weakness, though. 2003, like. It tests the, the week. It tests. It sure does, but they're okay. If that's yo, if that's the saying, then, and I know this isn't on the topics, but how do you guys feel about the, the bullying, the anti-bullying of social media and stuff like that? Because I that challenges awful. the week too, right? I think it's awful, but at the same time, social media has brought so much of a light to bullying too. that you have way more people who don't tolerate it. Yeah. So it's crazy. You have more of it. And then you have more people who are in support of not doing it. You have more people being verbal against bullying. But I distinctly remember coming out of class in 11th grade and watching this boy get his ass beat in the hallway. Head slammed against the the lockers. It's two dudes, three dudes, and it's this one kid. And we're all watching. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 guilty. I didn't step in. I mean, I helped the brother after he got beat up and helped him go to the nurse. I feel awful, but I also didn't step in. Now, could you but, imagine? And I also wasn't an advocate but, for his but bullying. The difference between bullying in real life and bullying in social media. Bullying in real life, you could actually get hurt. Bullying in social media, I don't give a fuck. But, but the but bullying in social to... media has such a bigger impact that these kids are killing themselves versus getting bullied and face-to-face. I, and maybe that's the downfall of social media and not and not having social media when we was growing up because I guess we were more so, I would say, tougher we were, in a sense. You know, like, it was, like, we didn't let like shit like that affect us. Like, we knew who was with the action and who wasn't. But these days, like, you have these kids, you know what I'm saying? It's like, are not, yeah, these kids are just people in this generation now. They're so soft and everything is so sensitive. But with where, social media, like you said, you are talking to people in places you shouldn't be talking to. So, mind you, say, we all been there to know, I heard about a girl who got busted out at school. Yes. Okay? And then all the school know about it and they got details. So, just imagine that girl, don't have to worry about just her own school. But now she got to worry about everywhere and then the family members who live in different states yes. and in schools yeah. and then you know so yeah. it's it's a bigger impact i think we all left our knew the exit of going from to high school was 
I can reinvent myself. These kids don't get that opportunity. Oh, so yeah. the guy who got his ass beat at high school, could you imagine if that was recorded and put on World Star and now it intensifies? It? And then, yeah. yeah, and then he kills himself. Right. So he didn't kill himself because he got his ass beat at school. Right. He kills himself because everybody he put it on social media right. and now everybody yeah. and everybody's mama exactly. and the shit goes viral. Right. So That's for right. me, I'm saying I don't think I think for every time it's an appropriate time for what's going on. You know, socially or whatever. Uh, you know, if in the 60s they had the Black Panthers and everything like that. We didn't have it in our time, but it was necessary then. So if we had the social media back in our time, I just know where I was living at and the type of things that were going on around me, the gang violence. Yeah, like more this. people would have gotten killed yes. with yes. social media back then. It wouldn't have been more suicides it like it is now. It would have been more killings. It would have been more arrests. For oh, sure. for sure. So I'm happy. people ain't putting up with half the shit you posting right. online. They're going to fucking then. come to your... Yeah. yeah. So now, this day, these snowflakes today. <laughs> yeah. That it wasn't like around said. for that. But, again, we all sit here and say, but damn, we could have probably made a lot of business moves. You know, a lot of us were still business-minded, but mm-hmm. we all still had those. I mean, you know, think about it. Like, yeah. Social Media 99, with everything that you wanted to do. Everything that you wanted to do right. back in 99. The person you were and the avenues in which you yeah. just wanted to touch Hustle. and could not. Like, imagine if you had SoundCloud back, back in 99. Back then. Or, or like all of that. Well, or, that's cool, too, but I also had a different side of me where I was doing a lot of illegal things, and I probably would have done something that would have got me caught up. This paper trail on the social media is no joke. Every, These kids who put things out there, some of them pose with guns. Yeah. Some of them are, you know, putting out their drug dealing businesses. Like it's a lot of things yeah, that I, I could seen, see myself making those same. I just seen, I just seen some notes today before I came over here. Uh, first forty eight was on uh, when I was gathering my things, and um, it was you know a kid. He was supposedly a good kid from the Bronx, whatever. He got like stabbed with like a machete by a local gang that was trying to get him because he posted a picture with. Another game he was supposed to be a part of right. on social media. So like that, you know, like that is a, a target. Put a target in your back, and it do allows more access, especially back then, because it was more yeah people with the business back then than I feel it is, it is mm-hmm. now. All I had to worry about the back then was not getting caught on a three way with two girls. Like oh, please, I'm, yeah, and not in a three, yeah. three way. I mean phone calls. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because they used to call <laughs> you and yeah, be like, yeah, clear that yeah, brother. Because for a second, I was. Yeah. I mean, like a, Jack Daniels had me like three way. <laughs> no phone conversation. You yeah, know, on a three way call, like, yeah. hey, uh, what's we saying about old girl? I'm like, you yeah. say it, and then oh, <laughs> and she got you. I was, uh, I was mm. one of those. We had party lines. Y'all remember the party? I remember that. I do remember the oh, party lines. We had some fun. We did. <laughs> we had some fun. <laughs> 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 it wasn't this type of fun, but it was fun. I think that was a good topic to catch. I'm sorry to take y'all off of the topic there, but we oh, landed in there fun. somehow. Nah, it's good. That's no. exactly how it goes sometimes. But you know, it we landed all of them together. pros and cons. You know, like me and my best friend was talking, like, I think a few months ago about, like, could we play basketball in high school? Like, imagine we had, like, social media in high school, how much easier it That's would be to get, saying. like, recruited. But it ha- everything has its pros and cons. Like he said earlier, it's a yin and a yang. Yeah. So whatever, whatever good is, Bad is right behind it. Yeah. Of course. That's yeah. why I'm saying. Like, okay, the greatness, of course, yeah. in social media, but it came with way more types of bullying. Yeah. Even though it came with many more people are, we're not going to put up with it. Now you get videos of people going viral just helping out the, the autistic child at school. Or, yeah. He, they made fun of his shoes, so I bought him some shoes, but I want you to record me giving it to yeah, him. That's okay. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. It's It's dope that people do that, but if you're doing it for the clout and the video and the recognition, that's, that's corny. Yeah. Sometimes I mean, but does it matter anyway? Cringe. Does it matter anyway? 
I mean, kid, this kid probably just has no idea that this kid is doing it for clout. And at yeah. the end of the day, but I, I he look, still feels a certain way. He still feels better about himself. That's so. true. But I look at the kid who's getting it, and he, and then he looks up at the camera, and he's like, do you got to be recording this, though? Like, couldn't you have just done How do you know how that kid But, but then again, some like, kids be looking up, maybe ecstatic, they be happy. You see yeah. the, you know, the joy. So that's I think true. it just depends on the situation, you know it's, what I'm saying? Yeah. I, think, I think it's the ball. I think I think it's, it's better. I think it's better when you have, like, people that's actually close. Like, I just seen one yesterday. It was uh, there was football teammates, mm. and he, you know, the kid dropped the whole whole duffel bag of yeah. kids' sandals, that. you know, yeah, yeah. drawers, like everything, and he was like grateful for it. You yeah. could tell, like, oh, it's for sure. like yeah, for sure. I think he was in a group home or something like that. Yeah. I understand it. I mean, but still, I don't think there's. It's like the rappers that we see go record themselves and give a homeless man a yeah. whole stack of hundreds. It's like, dude, you don't have. Okay, to that is like yeah. that. Yeah. That's different. But he's still doing a kind gesture. He's still doing a kind deed. <sighs> He's, he's doing it out of the, the chance to boost his popularity. But is the kid doing the same? Because he can get over 500 followers and be hard local and famous. And that's the thing. It's hard to tell. Either it, way, if right? They, if they didn't record it, it still happens. But then do they motivate anybody else to do it too? That's true. Yeah. So it ends up looking like clout. And it ends up looking like motivation. Well, all at the same What way. I can say versus the child and the adult that's or the rapper or the whatever celebrity is nine times out of ten that celebrity or rapper has a publicist yeah a pr person and they're saying oh this would be a good look the on the flip side the kid like oh you have nobody doing it. i'm gonna just right. do it you know? okay so here's one besides the the celebrity giving a homeless man honey, what about the celebrities who go out of their way to say hey the first 10 people with uh college debt who hits me i'll pay for it you don't like it either not cool no? I don't, I, shit, if I had some college debt, if I knew somebody that I'd been DM, I'd hit him up with the ask somebody like, they wasn't looking, but I'm hitting him up for him, and yeah. I, I don't see anything wrong with anybody giving anybody anything. Okay. I do see, I, it, it, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's your own feelings inside, your own intentions right. that are going to get right. you where you're I take that back, I take that back. If he's doing it like that, straight up, then that's cool. But if he's doing like, oh, well, you got to follow me. You got to follow oh, this person. Yeah. Drop a oh, comment. That's yeah, what I don't like. No, that. that's that's I, I love that. And you got to follow these three yeah, people. Yeah, that's what I don't and like. But if, if you just do like first people hit me up, you know what I'm saying? Then I'm like, all right, for sure, fuck with that. Yeah. But okay. the other shit, like, nah. So take us back to entrepreneurship. What do you guys think is lacking in our communities when it comes to entrepreneurship? Uh, mentorship. For mm-hmm. sure. Okay. For sure, mentorship. There are some people that are doing it, It though. is. But are they doing it again for the right reasons? It seems like you got to pay for seminars, pay for help. Mm-hmm. Everything costs money, right? And that's the number one thing I think we struggle with in this community yeah. is money, understanding money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's hard to tell too because it's like if, if you have a neighbor that is a successful entrepreneur and he like see that you like on your stuff and whatever, and he's doing it just like to help you out, then that's different. But if you have to like you saying you go find a mentor, I you know like got to pay for the seminar like. I think that's BS. I think, I think like mentorships and they should come organically. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like, because it's like, a hard way to see how people are serious. A lot of people show passion in some shit for like eight months, a year. You've given your all. You've told them all your secrets, and then they go ahead and venture into somebody is something else. But then they're sharing the secrets that you gave them. They're not even utilizing yeah. them. That's true. You know, I understand what you mean though. That's why I say organically, because you can kind of like you don't know when it's gonna happen. You just kind of feel it out. You know, you know what's right for you, what's not. It's just like any other relationship. 
know, you kind of, you know, if this person is right for me, I'm going to stick with it. If you see the signs in the beginning, it's like, no, I'm probably going to stay away from this person. Mm-hmm. Right. I think entrepreneurship, I think um, in our community, I think I see a lot of people in races against each other. So they say the crab in the bucket mentality. I really don't see that in other demographics. Like, I see the Hispanics help each mm-hmm. other. Like, even if they're staying you know, several to a house or, mm-hmm. you know, got, they all went in on this. I'm not trying to sound racist, but you know, it's yeah, a business it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Asians do the same, but with blacks, we all want to make it solely on our own just for the, the rep that we yeah. get behind that. Like right. he did it all by himself. And I try to explain to people, like they say, Oh, Nipsey was just this guy who, and I'm like, Nipsey had a whole team behind him. Facts. You know, like, okay, you may see the guy, but there's a whole team behind Absolutely. that that supported that vision. Yep. And if people in our communities actually had that type of mentality, I think we'd succeed in massive numbers. Facts. For real. Yes, I agree. Real. And I think that, you know, I think it should be like cross-race, like cross-racing, not racism, but like cross-racing, like mentorships, like just because like you, like it'd be cool like to be like, I'm a young black entrepreneur, but I have a white or like right. a Jewish like mentor that's like you know could kind of relate to where I'm coming yes. from and I can relate to where they're coming from and like you could like work to be great together I think right. that would be dope but I don't really see that too often some have it and they're yeah. lucky because exactly. you have to have that person see exactly what your vision is and they have to want to know or already understand mm-hmm. where you come from Yeah, you know and I think that's very hard to come by but some of us have grew up with these you know I grew mm-hmm. up with Filipinos I grew up yeah. with Hispanics I grew up with you name it. All mm-hmm. of us have had those friends we've all went to school with, right? Just, you have those people, but somehow we stray away, especially in California, because it's like one of the places where it's a melting pot, but yeah. it's segregated, Facts. right? And as soon as you get to a certain age, it's like you don't chill with them no more. Yeah. And yeah. then you get to that age where you can again, but it's usually about status and yeah. classism, right? It's not really about, hey, you're down here, or I know some things. I can put you on. And I think mm-hmm. college is where you really get that. Like yeah. you socialize with so many different people. It doesn't matter the color. Absolutely. If you, you know, you get those resources from each other. Oh, this person knows this and this person knows that. It's mm-hmm. a lot harder to do when you don't have a structured environment to do it in. Facts. So that's my take on entrepreneurship, though. I think, um, you know, if we if we get together a lot more, then a lot of us will succeed. But I think yeah. and it's I, not going to happen. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. I feel like our community is never going to fully have I didn't that. want to be the person to say it because I'm always Oh, down. well. <laughs> oh, I be the one to point out the obvious. Yeah. And it goes all the way back again to slavery and how they pulled our families apart. Mm-hmm. And we are forced to do things alone. Mm-hmm. At that point, and going back that far, you were forced to do for yourself by yourself. Yeah. And so, even though today is totally different, we're still buried in this whole I don't need your help. I do it by myself. I got my own back. If ain't nobody got my back, then fuck all y'all mentality. Right. Yeah. Even though you, you can't do anything by yourself. True. <laughs> well, I was watching, um, not on YouTube. And what's her name? That uh, comedian girl, Lala Milan, or whatever mm. her name is. She's talking in an interview. She's like, you know, things in the beginning, and you're coming up, and things go down, and everybody in community is supporting you, though. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. Like, oh, you got to check them out. Oh, they going to be this. Oh, they going to be that. Mm -hmm. And the minute they feel like you, when you've reached their idea of the top, then it's harder to get that teamwork. It's harder to get that shout out. It's harder to get that. And because now you become competition. Yes. You've made it something of yourself and now you're starting to look like you can start taking things away from me. So you got that in the industry and then outside of the industry you have regular Joe Schmoes like us who are starting a business and you got family who won't even share your, your post about your business. Right. Won't right. even comment. Yeah. They yeah. don't want you to... And it's opposite because they're not going to help you but the minute you get to their idea of the top they're supporting you without any incentive. Now that's a motherfucker. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. It is. They are behind you. They know you. You yeah. a family. Right. Let me tell you how she used to blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. It's the complete opposite. Yeah. So I don't think that our community will ever truly have that. And and there, you know, hella advocates out here, you know, Black Lives Matter. We should stick together. That's, you that's know, bullshit. we should support each other. True. You know. No, we're not. We're we not. got, yeah. we got. Real ass bitch, give a fuck about a nigga. Then we got niggas talking about fuck this hoe. I get a new one. I fuck her friend. Uh, group session party, and, and it's all in our music. It's true. It's all in our our books. It's all in our conversation. And then on top of that, you've got change your body, mm -hmm. change your body, change your mind, change your wardrobe, change everything about you. Mm -hmm. We're never going to be there for each other because we don't. Black people don't see themselves and meanwhile everything is being taken away from us right under our nose even within our community it's exactly. not even under our nose it's just so dangling in our faces yeah. and you got oh just because this person's black and famous and supports them then it's all good and it's not you got a whole lot of people who are sitting back saying it's not right you got people like ari lennox telling you it's not it's not okay. So when you see it dangling in your face and you see it happening in the community and now you're seeing that people who haven't been around these environments or in this element are starting to now buy your properties. How do you guys feel about that? It's, it's too, I mean, they're smart because they're capitalizing on it and it's our fault because we're letting it happen. But I also feel there's two different types of people. I feel that it's the ones that seem to get discouraged and it's the ones that seem to get motivated. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like another part, like being an entrepreneur is like so many people get like, they don't follow through with their plan. Like they don't understand like, oh, I failed. I fucked up. Damn, I'm not gonna do this shit no more. Right. I'm scared. I'm scared to like take that leap of faith. Right. And you have others like, fuck it. Like this is what I gotta do. Like this right. is my last. This is my survival tool. Like right. I have to do this shit. Yeah. Excuse me. So it's like, it's just you depend on what type of person you are. At the end of the day, if you want it that badly, then you're gonna make all the sacrifices needed to achieve it. If you don't want it that badly, you just bullshit and make it sound good for the ground. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Make it sound good like you. In, in, in front of your friends and family functions or whatever, like, oh, I got this going on and try to make it seem like it's good, but eventually people gonna start waiting through the bullshit. Like, right. Oh, he's just doing this. From a larger scale, seeing that that's happening, like we just said, dangling in your face and being in your community. I wake up every day and I see a stadium being built and mm -hmm. I see more people who don't look like me jogging the streets mm -hmm. than I was oh, jogged on. Gentr gentrification, mm -hmm. of course, mm -hmm. it's gentrification. Mm -hmm. How do you guys feel about gentrification? I feel like if the black community, my community, wants to up and sell for the money mm -hmm. and not look at the bigger picture, which is 
money education like we discussed just getting a check for your property is not money education just making a hundred thousand dollars more than you bought the house is not money education when you know in five to seven years this house will go up another three to four hundred thousand that i feel like i'm gonna be the bad one to say it but i'm gonna feel like hell it's free game yeah yeah it's free game i had teachers like when i was in high school like i graduated oh seven my economics teacher told me that it was gonna happen, and he's black. Yeah. He told me it's gonna happen. Right. Just wait, and like, just like, oh, that's bullshit. You know what you're talking about? Right. It's Englewood. Ain't white people moving. Right. <laughs> it was originally white people. Exactly. Sure enough, they they here. Asians here. Like it's a mixed diverse. Like it's a mixed culture. Like I see, you know, the white the white guys jogging, mm-hmm. you know, up and down the street. It's cool. You feel me? Right. I like I like seeing the diversity, but I also don't want our people to fall victim and getting pushed out of the city that we've been in for so long because we're not smart enough yeah. to get ownership and ownership in our city. Like right. you know, you look at like other towns, you know, smaller towns around the world and stuff, and it's like, you know, a small community driven, they have like local bakeries and like local mm-hmm. ice cream shops and coffee shops and stuff like that. You don't really see that in our community. Exactly. Like you should you see like You see it now a little bit. You see it now but, a, a but, slightly a little bit, but you see in you gonna see like stuff like liquor tattoo stores. shops, liquor stores, mm-hmm. right. t-shirt spots. Yeah, mm-hmm. small clothing boutiques. Yeah. Uh you know, then you're gonna and even our, that's it, new. Yeah, even they even that's new, but that's becoming like more of a a saturated thing now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You finally get like one you, now we finally got a coffee shop. It's not fully black owned, but it's supported by black people in the black community. Yeah. You feel me? So that's dope, but still like you have all these other things that's coming in, like we keep letting Starbucks build you exactly. know, a coffee shop in the city. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We keep letting McDonald's and Jack and Box build this shit like how come we can't build our own I know, think- restaurants or shit like that? Or how come we can't build like try to build our, get together and like get our own like Trader Joe's. You right. feel me? Shit like that. Like, I think that's fucking I what we need. I don't believe and I agree with you. And I don't believe there's really much that I can do or change about gentrification. What bothers me is the way, like, okay, I, I heard that it happened in Brooklyn, you know, mm-hmm. and, you, and you hear that it can happen in Atlanta. You hear all these places that's happening. But I am seeing it happening, and, and I'm from this place. The way they went about it is really what bothers me. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a time from 2003 to whatever, until 2013-14 where stop and frisk was just a known thing to do yeah people were getting arrested cops were killing blacks right the people who are moving in don't understand the blood has been spilled for them to be able to move here exactly they don't understand that mayor butts got rid of documents on people who were arrested before he was legally able to mm-hmm. because he wanted this damn stadium to be built mm-hmm. like those people are lost in the system now so what happens to the families that just lost all these people? Now, oh, they have no reason to stay here because the community doesn't support them. They they probably protested in some more shit, mm-hmm. but nobody heard them. Nobody heard their cries. Now they go out to Lancaster, Palmdale. The girl or the man is now still in the system. Are they've been fatally killed? There was a time where they were going around killing homeless people sleeping in cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is how they gentrified this place. Right. It's not all just about money and people selling. Some of these people are selling because they don't feel like there's any hope left here. Mm-hmm. I've lost so much. I, I, I've i got friends I'm no longer see again. Facts. Like, that's the nasty part of gentrification yeah. nobody wants to talk about. 
It's less about the buildings and more about the people. We have family structured in this environment and being ripped apart. We don't make the news like Flint. Someone getting killed for cigarettes. You can't breathe. Now they just wipe us under the rug because California is a money place. And, you know, they don't want to put that out there just like the Vegas shit. When anything happens, people have no idea that there was, there's always something going on on that strip. Exactly. It's not just that country festival. Mm-hmm. There are black people getting arrested, getting shot on that motherfucker on a nightly basis. Drugs being sold all up and down that strip. But that's a tourist spot and it's money. Can't yeah. keep the people from that. Mm-hmm. But because of the color of their skin, they will not advertise that shit on the news. I believe that's what's happening in Inglewood. That's gentrification, in my eyes. Yeah. Of course, I agree with everything you guys have said about the money, but I think it goes deeper than that. I think people need to understand it's gonna go deeper than that. that blood has been spilled just like, you know, we got Thanksgiving, we got the pilgrims, we got the Indians, all that shit. It happens over and over in fucking America. Yeah. And all the way down from that. But it's never the opposite way. We don't we don't we we don't come and can't gentrify black all black people in the white area. And that goes to what you guys have said because we aren't educated to. Like we took this area in the crack epidemic. Yeah. And you know it's gonna be fucked up. Because we're in a new epidemic now. I don't know what to call it, but we're in a new epidemic now where you have all these people from like Watts and Compton on the east side, west side, wherever in southern Los Angeles. And they're moving out to like the Lancasters and Palmdales and these areas. They're fucking it up. Mm-hmm. And then once they start to establish like uh, turn the culture just a little bit where it's you know nice, the white people just gonna well not the white people but the people in that class and that culture they're just gonna go back in there and do the same it's exact shit. You're right. Yeah. You are absolutely right because they they market it that way because it's like we'll give it to them. Because we need to push them out of here. Mm-hmm. And once they depreciate the value of that place. Oh, yeah. They won't be able to clean up. Because then it'll be low price. And we can mm-hmm. swoop in. And, and, you know, once it's five white people, it's not the hood no yeah. more. Yeah. And then it's to <laughs> a point where we ain't even in California no more. Because we've been outpriced. Yeah, I we think, can't afford it. I think my time being in college, I think one of the realest things a teacher said to me. And this is an older white lady. She's a lawyer. She asked me where I live. I told her English. She said, if I was you, I would buy property now. Mm-hmm. It would be a good time to buy property. This was about over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Because she knows. Like, she's, oh, yeah. She knows. Yes, yeah. but how many of us can do that? I think exactly. a lot of us know we would like to buy property. Yeah. So I'd like to own an apartment. It's a matter of it's a matter of y'all coming together. Exactly. But mm-hmm. we The conversation. Do, entrepreneurship, we just talked about it. We won't do it together. Imagine mm-hmm. four of us say, all right, let's put our money together and go buy a fucking apartment complex. Mm-hmm. Fix it up real nice and sell it for money we got. But we we get the to the point of, well, okay, so how this business going to be? Are we doing 25 points? What happens if this guy dies? What happens if, will my family get this portion? All right, I don't want to do business with you guys because the numbers don't match. Right. And it's like, dude, don't think about that yet. Yeah. We got to cross that shit. I, I, obviously, we need to handle our business at a point, but we got we can go legal with this. Exactly. But we start asking people out of conversations before we even begin to dream. Exactly. What the fuck is that about? Yeah. That's weird as shit. Like, have one or three conversations and it's already canceled. Yeah. But that's yeah. how we are brought up in our environments. Mm-hmm. We have already separated, like she said, from slavery. You got the light skin versus the dark skin. Then you got the blue versus the red. Mm-hmm. You know? Then you got the nerds versus the gangsters. And it's like, we have so much separation in our communities, there's no way we can survive. There's no way. It's too, it's too deep now. Yeah. And the sad part we is, if you know, we was to combine those different aspects within our culture you're not like better off because it's like you have knowledge that i don't have but i have knowledge that you don't have exactly we put this together and we could like conquer 
You know what I'm saying? The yeah. old saying goes, two heads is better than one. Exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. Simply. Exactly. Simply. You know? But I'm, then again, like, I'm sorry, just the last yeah. point. That goes to, like, people having, like, not the right circles around them. Because, like, if 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 I'm dealing with a certain part of a uh, particular group of people, you're dealing with a, a particular group of people, you're dealing with a group of people, and we come together, and you're like, your people are like, oh, well, you think you better than us, or why you fuck with them? They ain't do nothing to fuck you over. All he want to do is smash you. Like, you letting all these negative comments in your ear, and it's like, yo, are you jealous? Yeah. You feel me? Or are you hating? Like, are you mad because I decided to try to do something with my life and change and get popping in a way that you can't get popping right. in? And then you try to bring that negativity towards me. So then the weak-minded get real right back in mm. instead of, like, taking the leap. They get real right back in. Right. That's actually true. So knowing that this stuff is happening, well, I'm going to try to, we can get off of this uh, being so down. Um, but everyone here is a parent, and we are now raising young black children so how do you guys feel about raising a child these days in this era um, especially in this environment how do you guys feel about that terrifying terrifying huh? oh my god terrifying <laughs> uh i'm i wouldn't say terrified i would feel concerned about the what the future may hold as far as like Never know how like things are gonna pan out in the next two years, yeah. six years, five years, twenty years, or whatever, you know. But knowing, you know, so far knowing that my knowing my kids, I know that they're gonna be good no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's just concerning, like trying to figure out how they're gonna be good. Right. You know, what I'm saying like, what what is it that they want to do, and what are what are they going to do, and how serious are they? That's the things that, to me that triggers. Like, I know they're gonna be they good regardless. That's how. You know, I'm I'm trying to raise them. You know, like right. look at everything as an opportunity to be like, good, okay, well, you fucked up here, learn your lesson and don't do that again. Right. But I just know like how you know that more that's more the concern. Like, how are you going to like be successful? Like, how are you going to get yourself through college? How are you going to get yourself through adulthood? Those type of things. That's what I'm more concerned. I'm not terrified right now. Yeah. Well, I'm not there yet because you're you because yeah. you know you guys kids older. But for now, for me, I kind of know like what mm-hmm. both of my kids are into, or yeah. their personalities are. One is artistic, one is analytical. Mm-hmm. One likes to read, one likes to draw and, be, yeah. and get and, and into art. So I kind of already know that one kid is going to try to do something with art form, whether it's writing, drawing, singing, modeling, whatever. The other one is going to be like, you know, into books, probably like a lawyer, author. You know, doctors, some shit like that. So I kind of know which which avenue, which career path my kids are going to take. Well, let me tell you the terrifying thing about parenting. And I'm going <laughs> to talk about parenting from an aspect of probably my mother. Like, I was a totally different person up until high school. And mm-hmm. high school at all. And I didn't get back to me until I had my kid. Mm-hmm. So literally from 16, 15 mm-hmm. until about 25. I was a totally different person than what you hear or what these people will hear on this podcast. Yeah. Totally different. That's why I was talking about social media and having it back then. Because I gave up all the shit I loved. Video games, this, that, and the third. And it wasn't that I was a follower. I just knew I could do everything that these niggas was doing on the streets better than them. Right. So if you guys are getting bitches, I can get bitches. I can get bad bitches. If you guys are hustling, I guess I guarantee it's not going to be CDs. It's not going to be candy. I can get these phones off. I can get these next sales. My mom don't know that side of me. I didn't know that side of me. Right. I knew I still had the shit that I like to do, but that wasn't what's going to get me what I wanted at this time in this environment. 
those niggas got ate up. I seen it happen. Mm-hmm. So I had to change. I couldn't be no, like, it's an old Tupac quote, an angel around some demons. I had to kind of do what I had to do to survive. Yeah. And then you get to the point where you say, man, fuck all this, this shit. You know, somehow something clicks and you're like, dude, I need to get back to being the old nerd, geek, ass motherfucker, whatever I was. And I love every part of that now. I hate the person that I was. Yeah. That's the terrifying part because I know my little girl is going to eventually find a personality that's outside of her personality traits and there's nothing I can do about it. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Everybody goes through that though. Yes. Mm Everybody goes through that. That's the terror. And the closer she gets, the more terrified I become. (laughs) Because nothing I can do about it but be there for her. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're absolutely right. And in these times where we're just talking about gentrification and all of this shit, being a parent and, you know, we start seeing all these things about these young girls being abducted and things like that, being taken mm-hmm. from their homes or from their walking down the street, the, the, the streets they pass by on a daily basis. The holding hands of the street. parent. Have you seen this it's video? Serious. It's serious. It's young terrifying. Girls. It's and boys. It's women. And grown women being, being snatched off the buses, snatched off the street. This 16, 17-year-old girl was walking with her mama on the sidewalk and a car pulled up and dragged and snatched her into the car. Ooh. That's wild. Yeah, you had that man in that dollar store. Did you see that Dollar General or something? And the man is trying to snatch the kid from the mother. And the mother is trying to fight the man in the store in broad daylight. Like That's wild. I seen I seen a video (sighs) of somebody living in Lamar Park. They had like the ring, like doorbell. Mm -hmm. And the ring recorded somebody trying to like have somebody come outside in a suspicious car that they never seen before trying to like and that's the shit that makes me terrified but it's nothing that it's nothing new yeah it's just been going on it's just now that we have social media everybody can see it yeah i remember i remember stuff like that would happen like when i was a kid you know what i'm saying i I would hear stories about like white vans you know Mm -hmm. they picking up kids and shit i used to hear about hear shit about that back then we had what was the white guy's name he used to come on like fox or something like that like uh, america's most wanted oh what's his name (laughs) when i was like you would hear from like the people in the neighborhood you know what i'm saying like you wouldn't hear from like tv you hear from like people in the neighborhood like they'll tell you stories like oh don't run off they gonna come and snatch you you know what i'm saying shit like that like stay close to me you know what i'm saying like so like Everything happens, it just always comes around full circle. It may still go on, but it may not be as magnified right. as it is. But it was, it's, I'm sure it's still going on like from that time oh, to yeah. now. But it just wasn't as magnified because it was so much other shit. I guess I want to say covering it up. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's also so why you, I love the internet, though. Right, that's true. I was like, we, I was in like the sixth grade. And I believe that was like way before MySpace. We had like dial up back when American online. <laughs> And don't make fun. Anyway, (laughs) um, they had like the Megan's Law website or something like that where you're able to see all of the offenders in your area and you put your address in and it'll tell you who's in your area. And I just remember I was in my mom's room because that's the only place that you can have the computer, you know, she better see what she's looking at. And um, I put my address in and it was a house on my block. That's crazy. Like, like across the street and eight houses down but on the same like not across the corner like you don't have to cross the street no on on my block and you can click the little beaker and i it you know dial up it wasn't like an instant photo you just have to wait 
anticipating. You want the shit low, the shit get lower and lower, and you like, I see the top of the head and the eyebrows, and all of a sudden, it's the guy that lives down the street here, like a couple of houses from the corner of my of my mother's house, and my mom screamed. She's on the phone. She's like, oh my god! And my mouth, which is ajar, yeah. like imagine. The, and then you read the offenses. That's crazy. And wow. then you're, and then I'm like. Is this why this guy's always washing cars when the school let out? Watching all of us walk home from school because it's a private school that we're coming from. Everybody's in, uh, in 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 uniforms and Oxfords, and yeah. school only goes up to the eighth grade. Oh man! And all of that. Yeah. Imagine being that young. You have your daily routine where you come home from school, you take off the school clothes, you have your snack, you do a little homework, you go outside and play with your friends, and all of a sudden your parents say, "Nope, you can't do this anymore." You know how like fucked up that is. Like what you are accustomed to doing, and you can't do what you want to do on a daily basis because you got this asshole living down the street mm-hmm. brand yeah. kids. Well, that didn't happen. We basically gossiped about it on the block, and he ended up moving less than a year later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and it wasn't like nobody wanted to force him out. The the case was so old, but but it's awkward. It is. Now. Okay. And you got to move, bruh. You get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You, you too. How are you this close to a school? Exactly. That's a good question. How are you this close to, how do you live this close to a school? And that's his MO. That's what they do. Yeah. They do shit like that. Like, they know, like, they know what the fuck they, they doing before they do this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they know, like, oh. And that's the shit that scares me about my Like, serial killers. Like, you know? they, like. They know what they doing when they move to a new town. Like they know exactly. It's the same setup, you know. Whatever they into, they it's, it's the same formula. It's just in a different town, different city. And it's like it's nothing. Like I said, it's nothing new, but it's all just coming to light. It's all just coming to light. You got people sex trafficking, kids that work in the movie industry and the big wigs, and all these people getting shut down. And then you can have regular Joe Schmoes out here doing the same thing. And nasty. That was, was you have women now doing it, like to look. It's so awkward. They've probably been doing it forever to not look suspicious. That know? was going to be my next question. Like with all of the, the this going on, what did you think was being? Was it all sexual? Do you think it's sex trafficking? No, Do I don't. Like it, it, nobody. No, I'm sad. I'm I'm scared for my child, but I'm also scared for myself. I'm scared for my brother. I'm scared for for everybody because men are getting kidnapped. Grown men are getting kidnapped for the slave trade. That's what there is a slave trade. They will ship you off to another country and they will force your ass to do whatever all over again. Organs too. They're kidnapped organs too. Mm -hmm. You think these? uh, uh, There was a story that broke on the news a couple of years ago about uh, the up and ups in Malibu, and some people got arrested because they were literally paying. For the Mexicans, yeah. the kidnapped Mexicans, the people who can't speak English, mm-hmm. and they're forced to be in their house, and they can't leave, and they're chained in, and they have to clean and cook and do all the, the house chores and all this and watch the kids and this, that, and the other. Everybody can get it. I'm Which terrified is, out that's here. Disgusting. Which is weird <laughs> as hell because when this wall started to be discussed that Trump wanted to build, they started to put a lot of the Hispanics and that, that weren't supposed to be here in concentration camps down there, and mm-hmm. now and those things have disappeared. We don't know where those people are. Yeah. They're still in They're, there, or are being shipped back to Mexico, but it's but still have happening. Have they? Because mm-hmm. our government is known to do some crazy shit. So those people you're talking about are caught, got, got caught. There's in a Malibu. whole lot of people I've seen stories that have been I raped just, in those places. That's what I'm saying. Babies, Babies. and young kids. Seriously, some that's, shit's going down. And are they selling those people? 
Probably. You have no fucking idea. Probably. But they just disappeared from, they were on media, and then like everything else, once it gets, once it's, the week has gone by. It's a whole other story quiet, that takes your attention off of it. We don't know what goes on. Right. That's some. That's some. We know what they tell about. us. But we'll we'll again digress and try to get a little more happier on this podcast. Sorry about <laughs> this, but I think it's a great com- conversation to have. Right? It is. It's it's sad. Like you know, like it was a story on the news that happened. You know, a few months back, uh, supervisor of Department of Children and Family Services. This nigga was a supervisor, like a upper management. Fucking got fired and arrested because they found. Child pornography on his laptop, mm-hmm. like shit for the child pornography. He was living with like, his partner. Oh, uh, his partner. His partner didn't know about it. Uh-huh. Neighbors didn't know about it. You know what I'm saying? S- niggas slipped up. You know what I'm saying? How you work in DCSFS mm-hmm. and you got child pornography? It's the perfect job. Why you it's the perfect job. Perfect like these predators, it's they like know. The, it's like the, know, the, the gymnastic coaches and the yeah. you know the priests and all that mm-hmm. shit that do. Mm-hmm. They but this the guy watched the story. The guy said, oh, "I realized I like young boys from a young age, so I made sure to structure my life around working with them." And then I was old and ended up ten years, and I became a Boy Scout. It's whatever a counselor and he was doing that for like 10 years and, and they're interviewing him and he knew i mean from the minute he was 18 to 19 he knew he liked young boys so he structured his life to where he could have a career around it and that's when perfect I think, and, cover and that's when i think your offenses your charges should be a lot more extreme when yeah. they catch you i believe that's because you are not just gone off of your addiction you are intelligent enough to get this shit done mm-hmm. like you don't just go out there and do some crazy ass act. Like you put this shit together. Oh yeah. yeah. You need to be put some. Like map your life around it yeah. so that you could live comfortably. Yeah. That's dangerous. I know they do it with doctors, but I don't know they do it. Oh yeah, I heard sure about that doctors. girl who woke up from a coma after eight years and then she was pregnant. I'm gonna find out doctor, and I was like, "This is some kill bill shit," because I had never heard of anything like that. And then she was like, "Yeah," and then she asked to see the records of who was visiting her, and then she had to get a warrant for that. Come to find out, she was pregnant by one of the doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was doctors, a couple of orderlies or whatever, and you know they did that whole like kill bill shit, like. And it's common. It's common in people in hospitals and comas. That's crazy. Because they have their own board or whatever, or floor or whatever you want to call it. And it's all, you know, whatever. But when I Googled the story to see if it was legit, they actually had many articles on how common it is. That's wild. Yeah. To be sexually assaulted and how necrophilia, not really dead people, but there there are people who have fetishes with the unconscious. Sickles. Being a parent out here is rough. Just knowing oh what your child is coming into. So uh, one thing that I can control, I want to ask you guys about is the, the how we eat in our community. Like, are you guys trying to change your kids' diet? No. Are, mm. I'm just a bad parent. My child likes, <laughs> my child likes shrimp and crab. And if any of y'all want to cash at me to help me out, <laughs> this child's expensive. My cash app is a... Uh, on the link below. <laughs> <laughs> link below. We got a fourth guest here. Gentleman Jack has appeared. Uh, thank you guys for joining Gentleman Jack. No, I agree. Whatever my kid wants, I pretty much give it to her. But I know at some point I have to take responsibility for it. I have to. Financially, I'm always taking responsibility. You know? I mean, um, we want to eat healthy. My kids, they, they eat whatever I eat. I don't eat red meat. I don't eat pork. Unless it's like bacon. But they eat whatever I eat. Nobody turns out bacon. Nobody, yeah, nobody turns out Come bacon. On. So I don't think bacon is pork anymore. 
But like, whatever I eat, they eat. So, nine times out of ten, if they're not eating their own food, they're eating off my plate. Yeah. So, if it's fish, if it's chicken, if it's turkey, you know what I'm saying? They're eating it. Um, if I'm eating cereal, they're eating cereal. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to force nothing on their throat. Luckily for me, right now, my kids like to eat vegetables and, you know, rice and, you know, meat and all that stuff. All that stuff. I learned to not give them liquids while they're eating because they're just going to drink the juice and milk and get full. Oh, my God. I couldn't stand it. I hated it, too. I hated it, too. I hated it too, but you know what? I had to do it because, for one, one of my biggest pet peeves is wasting food. I hate food to be wasted. So, if you, if I'm giving you juice and milk, and you're getting full based off liquids, and you're not going to eat, right. it's just going to sit there, and it's either going to get cold, and you're going to go to sleep, or it's going to get cold and it's not going to be good anymore. Yeah. So I figured that. I'll let them eat about half. Then I give them the rest. Then I'm sorry, I give them like juice or milk or whatever, or water. And then eventually, sometimes they'll just go back to it and nibble off of it yeah. the time to time. And then they'll finish their food and we're good. So I learned that because if I like give them like, here's your plate, here's your juice, either one or two things will happen. They're going to drink out their juice, they're going to want more. Are they going to start eating? And they're going to start doing this. They're going to start planting their food and dipping their food in the juice and the milk. <laughs> And I'm not having that. Because <laughs> <laughs> then I got to throw this away and then I'm wasting food. Yeah, you're wasting food. So yeah, that, that's your thing. Don't, don't waste this food. You got to make sure that. Okay, I get it. But the little one, she can eat. Yeah. She can eat. And my, my kid's picky. Yeah. She's, you know, so I don't really have a problem with wasting other yeah. food. It's more so what she's eating, you know. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the thing for me. Do you guys to. ask what, what do she wants to eat? Yeah, of course. But she's going to tell us every time. And I already know it when I ask her. I know the answer. <laughs> it's <laughs> the same yeah. every yeah. time. Every time. It's just the same. But, yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting thing because we were talking about what we wish we had learned with our finances, financially. Mm-hmm. And knowing the things, me getting older, probably the things that my parents or their parents didn't know about the food that was coming out, the fast food, the things mm-hmm. that were hurting us and harming us. I now am educated enough to know that these things can ha- potentially harm my kid. And that still, you know, kids want Happy Meals. They still want yeah, pizza. They course. still like cheese. They like everything of that course. tastes good. Yeah. But, you know, can you force that shit on your kid, you know? And I don't want to be that parent. That's, yeah. that's, that's the fucked up part. I mean, like, 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 it's like, you know, they still like, I'm, I'm still, I'm like, like hey, audience, don't get it fucked up. Like, I'm not like, a strict parent. I'm a fun parent. Like, my kids, had, my kids had ice cream for breakfast the other day. So. For a minute, I thought you were the dad from Everybody Hates Chris. Like, that's nah, 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 that's not me. <laughs> nah, like, like, my kids had ice cream the other morning for breakfast. Okay. So, like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not like, I'm not like that, that parent would like, like, if it's like dinner time or like whatever, like, if they're eating like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, like, I'm smart enough to know, like, yo, like, you actually need to make this. I want to make it for you. Yeah. Not only am I like, fucked up in the sense like yo you better eat this shit like you wasting my time because i can be doing something else yeah. i was doing something yeah you bothered me <laughs> to ask me can hey can you fix me something to eat i'll yeah. fix you something to eat and you don't eat it no i'm mad i have yeah. attitude yeah sometimes kids i think they do that to fuck with us yeah it's like what are you doing you're doing something that doesn't do with me no i'm hungry yeah. so <laughs> but like i know i know for a fact like oh these are going to take advantage of drinking juice and milk because i used to do this as a kid i remember yeah. i have younger brother they did shit yeah. so i just know from experience like yo i'm gonna let you eat half you could get your juice and your milk. Mm-hmm. 
And then after that, you know, you go back to Egypt. I'm good. We, so we, okay, we so when because you have to think about this part. When are you going to make the transition to say, okay, they're getting a little older. I gotta give them the juice at the same time as they get their food. I, I do it sometimes. Okay. Sometimes I do. Like so it's, it's not. It's, it's a balance. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Like okay. I do it. You know. Just whatever. Let's go. Well, we didn't reach other topics, but we're already at the cap here, and I didn't want to hold you guys for too long. We'll get to the rest of them. I wanted to make sure we got to some good topics, though, for the first one. I appreciate you guys taking the time to do this. Woo woo! That's good, man. That's good. The I'm Jack is taking control. I'm good. I know. And I, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I'm happy we got to I'm like, I would talk, but I think everything I say is just going to be like stupid. Yeah, but, but no, absolutely not. That, and plus, this is the place to do it. If we're going to be stupid, this is the place where I wanted to have This was great. Absolutely. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, it was fun. I man. definitely want you guys here again, and um, I hope that people enjoy it. And I got some more topics that are going to be a lot lighthearted, but shit, we needed this conversation. I'm glad we were drinking because. Some of these was kind of rough. Yeah, yeah. Well, shit, shit, shit. we came up with them together. Shit. <laughs> what's, what's, what's crazy is it could have got a lot darker. It could. It could have. You, you, you swooped us out of the darkness <laughs> a couple of times. Like, it could have got. It we could have went there. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! All right, guys. So hopefully next time we will go there, and then we'll take you guys on a happy trip again. Uh, thanks for joining us again. It's a podcast about everything. You guys have a great one. I never know how to end this shit. I'm terrible at ending these. I think he's so. in it right now. I, mean, I know, but it, I did it. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, fuck it. Black people signing off. Yeah. <laughs> <Nasty. Ew. laughs> <laughs>